Yes, y'all. See y'all. Welcome into an, another special edition of the Dunmarks Podcast after dark, breaking down Slammiversary, 20 years of NWA TNA Impact Wrestling. Gentlemen, how are we feeling on this Impact Wrestling Thursday? I'm good. I don't know about Jason up there, but <laughs> good. Yeah, the, the skinny bearded one up there. He, you know, got to be up early for work. So by all means, if you buy out early, we won't. We will not hold it against you. So I know that that 4 a.m. wake up call comes real quick. <laughs> Surprised you ain't sleeping now. So all right. So how's everybody doing? Everybody good tonight? Doing good. good. Uh, interesting week in pro wrestling. I'm sure we, you guys will get into that on Saturday's show. Um, but tonight yeah. it's all about TNA impact and 20 years. 20 years. Um, the company nobody thought would last this long. Yeah. You want to talk about something that never dies? I mean, this, <laughs> thing got, this thing got more lives than a cat. Yeah. Uh, from the, from the, you know, every single regime. Um, you know, different nationals, yeah, ownerships, um, weekly pay per views to TV to primetime TV to go and head to head with (laughs) head to head with WWE to no TV, you know, and now, now back on, you know, somewhat of a of a viewing schedule. Um, still wish there was a place where we could get more eyes on Impact Wrestling uh, because they have had a really good product over the last couple of years. Um, you know, pandemic, regardless, they, they've been showing out, showing up um, and, and doing their thing. So um, with that being said, 20 years looking back on it, what jumps out to you, good or bad, when you think of TNA Impact Wrestling? Two things that jump out to me that I think that TNA really left their mark on the wrestling industry on. One is the X Division, because that's what made them, like, I would say a household name. You know, wrestling fans, you know, talked, hey, are you watching TNA? You got to see these guys, you know, you got to see what the X Division's doing. And then a little bit later on, you know, they were the first ones here in the U.S. that really promoted the women's division. You know, what what led to the women's evolution in WWE, you know, was definitely started by by TNA with the knockouts division. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They were definitely at the forefront. Um, you know, they had the all-women's pay-per-view before the all-women's pay-per-view, um, yeah. you know, that we saw WWE put on. But, yeah, I agree. To, for me, the two things that stand out the most or what, what has been the most consistent over the 20 years has been the X Division and Knockouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, period, hands down. Still have one of the strongest women's rosters out there. It may be smaller than other companies, but uh, the talent is definitely there. They do a great job of continuing to fill spots as people leave, move on to other pastures, other promotions. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, and we'll see it you know, coming this weekend, whenever we get into breaking down the card, um, another first for the women, uh, when you're talking about the, the first ever queen of the mountain match. Um, so, but yeah, definitely X division, uh, women's division knockouts. Um, I think, and this, you know, I listened to Jeff Jarrett on stone Cold's podcast on broken skull and, um, you know, he touched on TNA 
a little bit throughout the talk. And if you listen to Jeff's podcast with Conrad, they break down a bunch of stuff with TNA. Um, but I think what sticks out to me, what he said the most, and thinking back about it after he said it was, it was an alternative, right? There was a void in the marketplace. His vision for TNA was to be an alternative. You know, he said it was never to be number two. It was never to challenge WWE on a head-to-head basis. Um, It was an alternative. And it was an alternative that for a long time people gravitated to and watched consistently. Um, You know, for me, I know there was a period there where I watched only TNA. I didn't watch WWE because TNA was putting on that good of a product. I agree. Um, so, yeah, the alternative factor to me was was what really stuck out. And looking back on it, it, it made the most sense that that was the word that he used to describe it. Same thing with me. I, there was many times where I was watching Impact more consistent than WWE for some times. When they were just strictly pay-per-view only the first two years, I didn't watch a lot of it. You know, every I know I watched, I bought the first show. Um, I, I may have bought like one or two, you know, in the first year. And then I know I bought like the one year anniversary. Um, but it was just a handful. Like, I mean, it was only 10 bucks. So, you know, two hours of pro wrestling for 10 bucks, it wasn't bad. You know, it was kind of like the old, like in your house, ECW style days of pay per view. Right. Yeah. You, you would, you wouldn't even think twice about dropping $10. You yeah, know what I mean, like, like the ECW pay per views, you you were looking at what twenty bucks, I think, at the most, yeah. um, and that was like, it was awesome. You know what I mean, like, and, so yeah. And then with them, they were only like what once a quarter, so you didn't mind putting out the twenty bucks every couple months. Yeah, and I I feel like, you know, if you look at it in the macro instead of the micro right everybody likes everybody likes to focus on the micro part of tna being the punching bag of pro wrestling right for for that period of time there they were you know just bringing in every wwe star with a name on it putting them straight to the top you know the dixie carter stuff um but macro wise when you look at it i mean they the amount of stars that have come through tna um the game changers that they've had with match creativity wise and everything, you know, regardless of the, uh, who was this, the stupid battle Royal match that they came up with. The um, reverse battle Royal. The reverse battle Royal. Yeah. I'll be doing that on slam anniversary too. Yeah. 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 Which I thought was great because it's a, Hey, you know, if you can't make fun of yourself, then who can, right. Yeah. So like, I, I appreciate that, that they recognize that it, you know, Hey, let's have some fun with this and do it because it it's been a a major sticking point and focal point to their company when people <laughs> make fun of it and point stuff out. But they've created some good stuff. Not everything is always a home run, and that was definitely one of their their questionable ones. Right, and I know I touched on this last week with Jay on the show, but last week stumbled across a video of every single title change in TNA Impact history. It was like almost him. twenty minutes. It was almost twenty minutes long. That came across my timeline too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I refused to. I refused to sit there for eighteen minutes and forty-seven seconds or whatever it was to watch everything <laughs> title change. But going through, you know, the the first couple minutes of it, like 
early on, you know, it was a lot of Jeff Jarrett. It was a lot of AJ Styles. You had Ron the Truth Killings in there. Um, Rhino was an early champ. Like, and people were like, oh, well, Jeff just put it on himself because he was the owner. He was the booker. He did the, you know, the Dusty Rhodes. He made himself the star. But if you go back and really look at it, like, Jeff was the name. He was the guy as far as value, like, legitimate value to a company. And him being the, the title holder to make other stars is no different than AEW using Jericho to be their first title holder. Yeah, agreed. So, that, yeah. That's where I, mean, I look back on with Jeff, too. It's not that I think that he was just the owner that just put the title on himself. I think he was really – he was a good heel and helped get some talent over, you know? So he had, he did hold the, the title a couple of times, but you know, I think that there was many talent that he all put over in his title reigns. Yeah. And I mean, when you establish a guy like AJ Styles early on and, you know, AJ's knock on him back then was he, he can't talk, right? Can't cut it. Can't cut a promo. Unbelievable worker in the ring, but can't talk. Yeah. Um, some people may argue today it's still the same that AJ can't talk, but that we're not we're not here to discuss that. But um, you know, like building a guy right out the gates and saying, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be a workhorse for us. This is gonna be the guy. But nobody expected AJ to ever leave TNA. No, and to still and be doing it. To yeah. still be doing it, right? So you know, you may look at you may look back now, and some people. Some people wouldn't even look at AJ as being a TNA guy. They would just classify him as a WWE guy. He's going on there six years now. Yeah. I think they, I think Conrad and Jeff just talked about AJ recently. Uh, if I read, if I read the right uh, report that they said that, I guess AJ was such a company guy that when his contract expired with new Japan, um, he was in talks to return back to TNA before WWE came in and gave him a shot. And, I mean, I think we'd still be talking about AJ Styles, but you know, I think he's even more of a household name today than if he would have went back to T- to TNA instead. Right. Yeah, I just you know, I feel the. I think, and Jeff touched on it again with Stone Cold with his his personal issues and demons and everything else, and where he was at during certain runs with TNA and when he lost control of the company and everything else. And, you know, I think if he would have been able to stick as majority owner and, and the majority share of the decision-making process, we may not get that punching bag era of TNA. Yeah. Because up until that point, if you look at it, there really wasn't, there wasn't anything you could knock them for. It was whenever you had the Dixie step in and you know them take over and bring in Bischoff and Hogan and go to Monday night head to head with Raw and everything else. Like as Jeff said, it was never the intention. So be the alternative, know your market, know your know your niche in the industry, and stick to that and do that well. And that's what they did up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, after that, it's kind of when it went downhill, but the, the rise of, of Impact Wrestling, once Scott Demore and, you know, Don Callis took over, even though Don's not there no more, but 
that's what really got them back on the right track to where they're at today. That that you know, what three three four years ago now? Yeah, yeah twenty nineteen. So three yeah. three years ago, right? Twenty eighteen. Um, they were really the ones that got the the train back on the tracks and moving in the right direction to where it's at now, where they have stars. They're putting on hella matches, solid pay per views. And there's there's still an alternative to what's being presented mainstream wrestling wise on a yeah. weekly basis. Yeah, it, for me, I I consider when the when Hogan and Bischoff came in, that's to me is the start of Impact Wrestling. You know, because that's when they started getting rid of the TNA branding, um, and they didn't refer to it as TNA Impact; they just referred to the show as Impact Wrestling. And so that that to me is kind of there's two versions. There's the TNA era with Jeff, and then there's from Hogan on as Impact. And and I agree with you. I think if Jarrett would have been able to stay in control, I enjoyed the TNA era with Jarrett in control more than I've enjoyed anything else in Impact history. And I think that if he could have at least been there, and like you said, there's a whole lot of things that we can, we can talk about with why he's not in control or anything like that, but um, I think that the company would have been better off in the long run. Right. Right. All right. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go through, we'll break down the card, give our predictions match for match. Um, I know the show is getting ready to wrap up here soon yeah. um, for this week's episode, the final go home show for the pay-per-view itself. And then um, after we, after we do that and give our matches um, kind of run through and just give your, your favorite or best of, um, we'll go X division, knockouts, regular heavyweight, whatever other division you want to classify the other wrestlers that aren't labeled specifically. Um, and then maybe if you want to throw out there a Mount Rushmore of TNA impact over the years, who, who you would put on that. So, all right. With that being said, let's get into this card, which I'm super excited for. I This was a show I've, you know, 20 years in the making, I was going to watch it regardless. But as the weeks have gone by and as they've built up to this show itself um, and laid out kind of the matches and who's going to be wrestling who and feud-wise, it's it's slowly but surely getting my interest more and more um, to the point where, you know, I'm going to sit down Sunday and absolutely tune in for it. I'll be honest, out of I'm, – I'm not going to put the pre-show matches in – consideration for it but that the actual pay-per-view matches itself there's really only one match that i'm not interested in so to have six out of the seven matches you know uh, i at least check out or at least be interested enough to see what goes on i think that's pretty good so uh we'll start off with the pre-show stuff so this one we i didn't see any participate participants for it yet so they're doing the reverse battle royal i don't know Nothing, nothing really to predict there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, there's not. Um, again, like I said earlier in the in the show in the open, um, if you can't make fun of yourself, who can? So the fact that they're doing this 20 years later, like, kudos to them for making you know lemons into lemonade and having something that people can actually look back on and enjoy mm-hmm. for it being the silliness that it that mm-hmm. it is. You know, like that sports entertainment thing of pro wrestling. Um, it just, yeah, just nostalgia 
watch something that's silly and goofy, get yourself, you know, kind of put put into a good mood before the show actually gets going. You expect any surprises? I, yes. I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. any battle royal, like it know, could even true. Really any, battle any battle royal. Royal. Yeah. I think for this style match, I think I'm expecting more like TNA surprises more than I'm expecting like you know debuts yeah. type yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, the call the callbacks to me. This is I think you'll have a couple like how you have with whenever MLW does the battle riot. Yeah, and you get you get certain people that come out that you like haven't even thought about in years. <laughs> um, you know, I think like we'll get like a Shark Boy appearance. Yeah, give me you Shark know, Boy. Like, give me Curry Man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a Biss. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think you're gonna see a Biss, but yeah, you won't see. True, a yeah. Man, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think you'll get you'll get those type of of characters and, and people to come out for the verse battle royal. Maybe a disco inferno appearance, um, you know, and maybe the creator, you know, Simon Diamond himself, will come out and uh, participate in this this year's reverse battle royal. I, I forget. There's only two matches really in TNA that are just like eh, that didn't work the way they wanted to. It was this one. And I forget what they called it, but it was like a big round red cage. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah. Like it had the roof on it and everything. And Lethal Lockdown. No, it wasn't Lethal Lockdown. Because I think they did like some X Division matches in it. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Yeah. To me, it, that was another one. Like you just didn't see a whole lot of that because I just don't think it worked. But kind of like the Punjabi prison match where you couldn't see yeah. shit inside the ring because of all the damn bamboo. <laughs> All right, we'll move to the next pre-show match. We got the Digital Media Championship champion Rich Swan versus Brian Myers. Yeah, this uh, this came about with Rich Swan beating um, Matt Cardona prior to Matt tearing his bicep, uh, and Matt not not giving the title to Rich. He left with the belt itself, and then claimed Brian Myers as the Digital Media Champion. Um, so again. Another good match just to get the crowd, you know, juices flowing, get ready for the pay-per-view. I don't mind this type of match being on a pre-show. It's it's in the perfect spot for it. Um, you know, you can put it in line with the 24-7 title, although I think this title has more meaning than 24-7 title, even though it's so only far. been around for six months. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll go with I'll go with uh Brian Myers here to to keep it um in, in carry on while Cardone is out nursing his bicep injury. Uh, I'll give it to Swan and then have them and Myers go, you know, hit the tap for a while, <coughs> then eventually take it off. Him. I'm going to go with Myers as well. Um, I, I kind of thing. I think, you know, while, while uh, Cardona is out, he's kind of like the, the best heel to, to kind of get some people to go after him for it. Enjoy that chase. So All right, main card. That's it for the pre-show, so we'll go to the main card. Uh, this match also isn't completely booked. Uh, we got Impact Originals versus Honor No More. Yeah, um, Honor No More, they, you know, they're the main bad kill stable in the company right now. Um you know, really have hit their stride, especially since Eddie Edwards turned and, and joined them. Um, I've, I've enjoyed what they do. I enjoy the group themselves. Um, 
I am curious, and because we're doing this and have you know following along with the show, trying to see who else they announced to round out the Impact Originals. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of names that I would put in with this. Christopher Daniels would be one that's that I would add term. in. Um, you know, Kazarian, Saban, Shelley, Daniels, and maybe a James Storm. I don't, okay. you know, to come back. Um, it seems like a good fit for him, given the the history uh, for for him with the company. So I would I would go with those two. Not sure who joined in, but um, hopefully we'll we'll know you know before the match itself yeah. uh, who we got. But I, listen, Slam anniversary twenty years. I'm taking the Impact Originals. Same. I'm going with the Originals. I can't argue with the logic, so I'm going with Impact Originals. So any other any, <laughs> any other Impact Originals besides Daniels and Storm that I threw out there that you guys would like to see in this match? Daniels was the first one that came to mind for me. Um, was Lethal an original? Uh, no. I want to consider him to be original. Like, you know, I don't know what he's doing nowadays, but Amani Brown to come in and give a quick little pounce. Um, wouldn't mind seeing. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, he's been out of the game for a long time. A long time, yeah. So, but yeah, I was just trying to go through from the you know those early, early TNA days that you would put in. Um. You know, if if Jared didn't re-sign with WWE as a you know as the the head of, of live events, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm going through the Twitter feed on for Impact, and they added one more person to this match, not both. So still okay. one one uh, surprise entrant, but the one they added tonight was Nick Aldis. I don't call I wouldn't consider him an Impact original, but. No, but I don't mind. Like that's a, I, I'm okay with that fit. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you got all this added. Give me, give me Storm or give me Daniels to round out that group. Yeah, I think Daniels is the right fit, but I wouldn't be upset with Storm. All right, we all got Impact Originals three zero sweep here. Yeah, yeah. like I said, honor no more wins. <laughs> All right, we'll get into the next match. We got a monsters ball between Sammy Callahan and Moose. Yeah, so Sammy's back. Um, went directly after Moose. Moose was the one that you know injured Sammy um, with the broken leg, put him out for a really long time. Um, wasn't even sure if he was going to be able to come back. He was on busted open a couple times, talking about it, his injury and everything that he's gone through, rehab wise and surgery wise, and everything else. Um, very nasty, gruesome injury, um, and leave it to to Sammy to come back and do a, a monsters ball match, which to me fits perfectly as far as when you think of TNA, right? Yeah. Like if you're doing 20 years, you got to have a monsters ball match at some point on this card. It it wouldn't be right if you didn't. So they're giving you like I the bet. greatest hits here. Yeah, you are, which is which is yeah. smart booking, right? Yeah. Like you know everything. Uh, a little bit of everything, touch on the nostalgia, you know, pay homage to the history of the company and, you know, promote your current stars. So I don't I don't mind the setup that they got going on with this. 
I'll go with Sammy to win this. I'm curious to see Moose in this type of match. I'm going to go Sammy just to get the ball rolling back with him. Yeah. If if Sammy was back a little bit longer, I might give this one to Moose. Um, but just because this is his first match back and he's getting that retribution, I think I, I got to give that little nudge to Sammy. But I don't know. You know me. I'm not a big Moose fan, but I think this might actually fit in his wheelhouse. I think, you know, for that more aggressive side that he's had with his character the past year or so, um, th- this could turn out to be a good thing for him. Yeah, it, It's the first time he's put in this type of predicament, so mm-hmm. I want to see how he reacts. Because you know Sammy's going to go batshit crazy. Yeah. Like, he's going to do he's going to do what Sammy does. Whether you like Callahan or not, um, you know, he – Sammy's one of those guys where it's like give or take with me. There's times where, like, I'm all behind Sammy, and then there's other times I'm just like, eh, I don't get it. Like, why? You know what I mean? But yeah. the dude goes out and busts his ass every single match he's in, and, you know, he's not going to shortchange you as far as giving you a performance. So, yeah. I, I've never questioned Sammy's heart for the business, but it's just has he always been something that I want to watch now? I seen him spit one time, and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what did it for you? <laughs> it, was, it was loud. Was like, that in I, person? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> All right. Uh, from here on out, we're talking title matches. So the first title match we'll discuss is the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship. We've got the influence uh, with uh, the champions Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie. So interesting matchup here. Um, I really like the influence a lot. Um, you know, I, Madison Rain has always been a, a favorite of mine. I think she's been a great character pretty much her entire run in TNA yeah. and Impact. Um, Tennille, I think I think my issue with Tennille is, is I, not that I question her desire or want to be in the business. I think with Tennille, it's all she you look at her and you go, um this may sound harsh, but uh it's like the wasted talent. Like it was the you know the guy growing up that you knew he was going to the league, right? Yeah. You knew it. And then he just did dumb stuff or didn't, you know, didn't work as hard as the next guy for whatever reason, right? Like always feel like she should be in a level above of where she's at. Like to me, to Neil in ring wise and everything else, like she should be in the, in the Charlotte's she should be mm-hmm. in the Sasha's like she has that potential to be in that upper echelon of female wrestlers, regardless of promotion. But for whatever reason, it's just kind of like, she's okay doing what she's doing and, you know, her Instagram stuff, traveling and doing, you know what I mean? So, like, um, super happy to see Ty back in Impact. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the longest reigning knockout champions of all time. Um, her and Rosemary, they've tagged before, so it's not like it's a completely odd pairing being thrown together just for the sake of having a match. Ty but still is the longest reigning, right? I thought the honest would pass her. I'm going to look that up right now because I think Deanna may have just missed it. 
Yeah, double check that. I know it's I know they're one two. It's just regardless of who's one and who's two. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'll I'll go with the influence uh in this match to to retain and keep the belts. Jay, who you got? I'm gonna go with uh Ty and Rosemary. Chris. Okay. So going with new champs there. Okay. Um to your comments, Steve, yeah, I, I like Tennille. I always liked her since NXT whenever I first saw her. She clicked with me early on. Mm-hmm. And but for whatever reason, I just don't feel like she's had that not a lot of fans have clicked with her. And I don't know if that's necessarily why or if it's her, like you said, maybe she's just happy doing what she does and does other stuff on the side. But yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with the influence to retain. I, I think they're a good group and like to see them continue on. Um, I did look it up. Uh, Deanna just missed. Uh, so Taya has the record at 377 days. Deanna's at two with 343. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm short. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. All right. You go, look All at right. us doing research live on air. <laughs> look at us. Fact checking right. ourselves. Up next, we're going to get the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Your boys, the champs, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. This is your tag them, team match right here. Them boys versus the Good Brothers. Hey, you. I know you guys don't like the Good Brothers at all. Um, I like the Good Brothers more than I like the Briscoes. Wow. wow. <laughs> See, I to me this is this is right up my alley. I like both yeah. teams. I I do. I've been a fan of the Good Brothers, you know, since New Japan. The Briscoes. To me, they were always underrated, um, period, as far as discussion of best tag teams in pro wrestling. They went out and showed out and did their thing with FTR and what still, for me, is mm-hmm. match of the year um, so far this year, 2022. Um, and I like the fact that they landed in Impact. You know, People wanted them to go to AEW. Obviously, Warner Media higher-ups and everything else, based off of some comments made in the past, they – you know, kind of kibosh that from happening. Um, but yeah, they impact is a great spot for them and they can do big things there. They have the belts now, let them run with it. Um, good feud, good match. I'll go with the, the Briscoes to retain. Uh, some in me is saying the good brothers, just cause everybody's just, holding multiple belts, but uh, I want the Briscoes to win. <laughs> so I think if you go with the Good Brothers, then you got the the, the potential for, you know, are we going to have them show up on Forbidden Door with the Impact World Championships again? Like, who knows? Cause yeah, you never know. Depending on this Bullet Club, Super Elite, Undisputed Elite, like, we don't know what's going to shake out with that, but Rumor is the, the good rumors the good brothers contract expire at Slamiversary. So not sure if they resigned, you know. And they came they came in they came in at Slamiversary. They debuted yeah. in twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. that makes sense that the deal's up at Slamiversary, mm-hmm. two year deal. Um and yeah, I mean if they decide to leave and move on, great. You know, they're back in New Japan doing a thing. And it is what it is there, but I, I think for now you leave it on the Briscoes 
and let them run with it. That's that's what I'm thinking too. I'll give it to the Briscoes to retain. So we'll head into the next match. We got Ultimate X. So we get this this gonna be a banger, I think. We got Champ Ace Austin, Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. Yeah, so the big storyline, which just you know developed here recently, coming into this match, um, you know, with Ace Austin joining the Bullet Club and turning on Alex Zane, who was then added to this X Division match. Um, that's you know that's the the story within the story of this match, right? Um, I love Ace as as champ. Um, I love Trey Miguel as champ. You know, I wish his run would have been a little bit longer, but I understand making making the title change when they did. Again, we say this every time we predict an impact pay-per-view, right? The X Division is going to steal the show and is yeah. always going to be in contention for yeah. match of the night. Yep. Look at the names in this match. Yeah. Like, this is going to be insane. This you is Jack, Jack, Evans. Jack Evans in here. And, 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 and Jack house. Evans... And a Jack Evans that is that is a fired up Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, he himself, when he got released and didn't resign with AEW, he himself came out and put the a lot of the blame on himself. He's like, I got content, I got lazy, it was a guaranteed paycheck. Like and you, and you get that off the Yeah, but like if you get like triple A Jack Evans, like in this match, I Dude, the creativity and the moveset in here. The only thing this match is missing as far as creativity wise is Chris Bay. If you like, yeah, your mind would have been blown if you would have had him in here with all these other guys. Yeah. So I don't know how the hell Ace retains in this. Looking at all these guys, Mike Bailey is super hot name in pro wrestling right now. Um, Trey is Trey. Like I said, Jack is Jack's the wild card. Kenny King is often slept on, but uh, you know I think this shouldn't be come down to no, he shouldn't be right. He shouldn't be, um, but I think this is going to come down to some shenanigans with with Zayn and Austin. Um, but I'll, I'll leave it on the champ. I I don't think you have the newest member of Bullet Club drop a belt right away after he just joined, arguably the the hot one of the hottest things in pro wrestling right now. So. I'll go with Ace to retain. I always want to put money on Trey Miguel, but uh, I'm going to go Ace. I do want to see Trey Miguel and Jack Evans go at it, though. Oh, my God, dude. You just imagine, like, see, like this, whenever I see names like this in this type of match, this is Mm -hmm. where my my mind immediately goes like, oh, I need Ricochet in here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, put him in here, and it's like, Mm -hmm. Holy hell, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, this is this I, I wouldn't be surprised if this opens the card. True. And a lot of times they do that just for set the pace for the night and even could you imagine Dante in this match? Oh my god. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like just that see that those are the fantasy booking there that we should have yeah, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me Pick today's give me, stars in the next division ultimate X match. <laughs> give, give me give me Ricochet, give me Dante Martin, give me Phoenix. 
Add Chris Bay. Like, I, this could turn into a 12-man X Division match. <laughs> I, I would be perfectly fine sitting there watching it. Yeah. Like, but no, they – and, you know, I know people moan and groan and talk about, um, you know, just spot fest, right? Like, say what you want about Wednesday night's main event, you know, last night with, with uh, Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks, but – Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. And that's every single X Division match I mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed. Like, I don't think I've watched yeah. a bad X Division match. And you could say it's nothing but a spot fest. But uh, if you give me that as like a as a, as a one one off and not the whole show, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I enjoy that. Yeah, lead off with it. Let them get their shit in. Do all the high risk, crazy maneuvers mm-hmm. where my adrenaline is pumping and my heart rate's up and I'm ready to go for the rest of the show. And every and every one of them can walk through the curtain after that match and just be like, follow that. Exactly. They do it. They got to do it yeah. every show. <laughs> every show they got to do it. So uh, we all got Ace retaining. Yeah, everything you guys said, I'm going with Ace too. All right. Um, we're gonna head into the innovative match of the night: the Queen of the Mountain for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. We got Tasha Steele's the champ versus Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim. Uh, another match when it was announced, I was super excited for. I like the concept of the King of the Mountain match to begin with. It's different. It's innovative. You got to climb and put the belt on the hook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about again, the first battle royal. You got the reverse ladder match here. <laughs> But the, but the King of the Mountain match was never looked upon as, like, the reverse battle royal. You no. know, it never had that, mm. you know, that stigma of being a poor knockoff sports entertainment match. I think that they did such a great job of with Jeff Jarrett with that, where they made him the King of the Mountain, and he kind of owned that, that you kind of were like, okay, it was something to look forward to the next year. Right. Right, it was almost like their version of like Regal yelling war games. It was Jeff Jarrett, you know, saying "King of the Mountain, beat me if you can." You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so yeah, this was like I said when this was announced. I I had my money ready to go when they announced this for this card, regardless of what else they would have put on, because I watched the first ever Knockouts X Division match and thought it was done really well. I thought all the women absolutely tore it up and did their thing in there to make that match their own and not try to be like the men, but make define it for themselves. And I feel like they'll do the same thing in this match. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll make it their own and define it for themselves. Um, now is Mickey so, doing something? She's going to be the special guest ref. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go last here with my pick. I'm going to see who you guys got before I give my take. I don't see Steels retaining but I'm just not sure who they're putting it on. Uh, it's a toss-up between Yim or Green. Give me Green. Chelsea's yet to win the belt. Yeah. yeah. Jason, just like you, I don't see Tasha Skills retaining. I see a new champ walking out. Mm-hmm. Actually, for me, this – to me, should be the, the main event of the night. First time doing Queen of the Mountain. Uh, got some some talent in here. 
uh, Mickey James guest ref, you know, I, th- I think this could go on last and send everybody home happy. Um, the, I want Chelsea green to win just for the reason of, I don't, she hasn't had it yet. I think, it, I think she deserves a title run. I think this would be the perfect time to set it up, you know, instead of just giving it to her at a hard to kill or something like that. I think giving it to her at Slammiversary would help that title run, you know, get over. Um, my only question is, what are they really doing with Deanna? You know, if she's your name, you know, but does Deanna need a title? You know, she's had the title for what? Almost two years. We just had a few months of her not having a title. Does Deanna need a title or is she just Deanna no matter what? Um, so that, that's where I'm unsure right now. Are they just going to put the title back on Deanna just to put it on her? But I'd like to see Chelsea Green walk out with the championship. Well, she she was she was um, she was knockout champ was um, the hot mess, wasn't she? Didn't she have a title run as the hot mess? Did she? I thought so. Got, I could go back to the research. <laughs> yeah, look that look that up. Stats and info. Look that up and see <laughs> if we uh, if if Laurel Van Ness, the hot mess, had a had a title run. I want to say yes. I can be completely wrong. But I believe she did. Um, but as Chelsea Green, you know, she hasn't had a run. I've, I've been she a did. fan of her. It was very brief, though. <laughs> um, hey, brief still counts. He remembers right? brief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was only sixty-five days. So well, I mean, brief. it wasn't a it wasn't a cane twenty-four hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a brief run. Uh, sixty-five days. We got two months out of it. I know we we had we've had you know tag team champs retain X division champ retain um knockouts tag not knockouts tag retain like I feel at some point there had there gotta be some title change on this yeah. pay-per-view, right? This match sets up as being the one that's most likely, although I really don't want to see Tasha lose the belt right now. Um, I want her to get a nice long run. I feel like she she's somebody that can elevate and, and rise up and handle the challenges carrying the division. I don't need an almost two, you know, two and a half year run like Deanna had, but um, give me something a little bit more with her. Where's Jordan Grace fit at for you guys? Like she's been somebody she Has had she- her she had, but I mean, yeah. she's. I would have thought by now she would have been back to the top. Yeah, or or being more of a the number two to Diana. That's where yeah. I would see her fit in. To me, it's like I forget Diana's run has been that long. Because wasn't she the champ before? Wasn't Grace the champ before Diana? Uh, or was it Tessa? No, it was Deanna B. Yeah. Yeah, I think Deanna B. This is up now because we keep going back. Yeah, because I feel like she had it recently, but you just forget Deanna's reign has been that long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Jordan. I mean, I love Jordan, uh, guys. Yeah. Deanna beat Jordan. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it was. So, when Tessa, Taya, 
than Jordan. Okay. So, I mean, you got, you know, two former champ, three former champs in this match. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for Tasha. My heart is saying pick the field, but because I'm such a fan of Tasha and and I think she's somebody that will, with this run, develop into her own and make herself a bigger star. I, my heart says take the field, or my mind says take the field. My heart says keep it on the champ. So I'll go dissenting here. I'll, I'll say Tasha retains. Okay. Do you see shenanigans or just Booker Strong? Mickey James, champ. there's the wild card no booker strong but i think you i mean i think you come so like when you look at it like diana is she a face or a heel technically a heel technically say heel right chelsea's definitely a heel Mm mm-hmm Tasha, heel. It's not a face. Yeah, I guess so. Mia Yim is a face, mm-hmm. just returning. And you got Jordan, who's a face. So, we what do we all say? It's better when the faces are chasing, right? Yeah. So, to me, Jordan and Mia don't have the the build going into this match to make it go, I want to see the face win. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep it on the heel champ. Okay. All right. So anything else before you head into the main event? All right. So we got the Impact World Championship, the champion, Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. Alexander. Listen, I know you guys are going to poo-poo this match. And Chris, you you said you said before we started breaking down this card that there's one match that you're not interested in, and I had a feeling this is probably the match. No, actually, the, the first match I wasn't interested in was the Impact Originals versus Honor No More. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this I, one I'm this not is... all that interested in. I think... <laughs> I'll, go ahead. I'll get into my shit. <laughs> Um, to me, this, we talk about paying homage to the company, right? And going back through the history in 20 years, Eric Young is the right guy to get the shot in the spot, given everything that's surrounding the pay-per-view um, from a historical standpoint. I think him and Josh will go in there and have a hell of a match. Josh, he's carried over his run from last year. Like, I haven't gotten off his train He's, you know, arguably top 10. If you want, you could argue top five. The man has not had a bad match in a year plus. Um, So I think they'll go out there. They'll they'll deliver. They'll go strong. I really like your idea, Chris, of putting the Queen of the Mountain match on last. I don't think they'll do it. But if it was ever a time for Impact to do that, I would say yes. Go Mm -hmm. Go with it. But because, like I said, they don't have that baby face that everybody wants to see win, then I think that's why they won't put it on last. Okay. So, um, to me, this is this is going to main event. This is going to go home. 
I got Josh winning. Let the man run with the ball, and there's no reason to take it off him anytime soon. Jason, you want to add anything more to your pick? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with the champ. Sticking with the champ. Uh, young guy. <laughs> part of the reason why I want to see. Hold on, Chris. Before you before you go into your spill, just and you this may you may answer this in in your rant that you're about to go on, but who else would you have put in the main event against Josh for this particular pay per view? Given the fact that it is 20 years of Impact Wrestling, it, it's being celebrated as such. I'm actually okay in a way with the pick, just for the, the nostalgia reason only. I think that, you know, EY has had the fans backing for a long time. And, you know, I might not be a fan, but that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of people that watch Impact on a consistent basis that don't like him. And I think there are or plenty that like him and probably will be more invested in this match. I think I think EY is one of those guys that's overlooked and underrated in the ring. Say what you will about the character and everything else, but bell to bell, I think he's been grossly underrated over the course of his career. Yeah, I agree. I've watched enough Eric Young matches to where I've just never been. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm talking team, team Canada days. Right. <laughs> Whatever I first started watching EY, you know, but from EY to him, you know, being the baby face that was trying to get a contract, you know, to to his heel turn, which was a big deal. Whenever he turned heel finally and turned on TNA, um, just yeah, for me, just nothing ever connected. Part of the reason why I want to see the Queen of the Mountain match is because I think you know in the main event is because you know who's going to win this match. You know, I'm not saying they're not going to have a good match because I don't think Josh Alexander can have a bad match. You know, if I think you know Eric King is very talented in the ring to to an extent, and I think they'll be fine in this. But just you're you're the main if you're the main event, you have to suspend disbelief on who's going to win the match, <clears throat> and I just can't go in with with any of that, I think I know Josh is just going to walk out as champion and I'd rather, I think there's more of that suspended disbelief in the queen of the mountain that who's going to walk out of that, you know, just because of the style match it is that you could put that as the main event. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a traditionalist that thinks the title goes on the main event anyway. So (laughs) it's like, I I mean, I contradict myself on that. No, but but you laid out valid points for both sides of the argument as to why you could see either match going on last. Yeah. Right? So it's it's gonna be a call. I you know, impact they they've they've never had a women's main event on a pay-per-view, have they? Was Mickey and Deanna the main event when Mickey won? Was that when Mickey won or was that the um the Texas Death match? Was that that main event? I think that was the main event. I don't remember what pay-per-view that was, though. So, I mean, they've, they've done it at least once. You've laid out a... a listen, if yeah. you... If, At Hard to Kill, it was Mickey and Deanna in the Texas Death Match. That was the main event. So that was the only... That's the only women's main event that they've had in, in, in the history of TNA. So if, if we're talking paying homage to the company and looking back at the history... 
and you're doing Queen of the Mountain, which is synonymous with King of the Mountain for Jeff yeah. Jarrett, the founder. Why not put it on last? So, all right. But we all got Alexander winning the main event. I don't think yeah. there's going to be any. Uh, I think if you pulled 100 people, like if we were playing Family Feud, um, it'd be a, it'd be 100 to zero, number one answer. <laughs> you probably get some EY fans in there that would just say just because, but. All right, so 94 six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's the card. Hit us up on social media. Let us know who you got going into Slam Anniversary. What match you? What match do you think will be match of the night? I think we covered that with that with the Ultimate X. Yeah, that Ultimate that may, that may be the best <laughs> Ultimate X lineup that they've had. And that would be something to go through and look at and look at the cards. Yeah. Because I know, if you I, know right I, I think there, there probably original, would be some better ones early on of early days of Ultimate X. But, you know, if you go back to some of them, AJ Daniels, mm-hmm. uh, Amazing Red. Like if you, you know, you go into those, those type those days, you may find a better lineup. But this that lineup is lineup is insane. man. The, the only downside to some of those early days is they were still perfecting the match early on. You know, and there was a lot of like the X would fall down or the championship would fall down, you know, and so like there's a lot of that where they've kind of perfected that now. And, you know, but I'd say for impact wrestling, you know, TNA, this would be one of the better lineups they've had. All right. So we all agree X Division match, Ultimate X will be matching tonight. Um, Going around the horn here, a couple quick hitters just as far as. Your your best or your favorites over the the history of TNA, um, best or favorite knockout for you going through the twenty years of the company. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, ODB. Sorry. Okay. She was I, I wouldn't say Gail Kim because she's the standard, but. Always loved OB, ODB. <laughs> there, I mean, enjoyed Mickey James's run. Enjoyed uh, Tara uh, Victoria's run. You know, mm-hmm. but if I'm thinking just strictly TNA people, I think I someone that impressed me and you know evolved. I think at least for me, evolved in the ring over time was uh, um, Velvet Sky. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, if you go, if you go knockouts and you're, t- and you're doing TNA impact, you got to go beautiful people. Yeah, I mean, who, right. In that, especially early up. on, who, who made the knockouts division more than, than them? I mean, Gail, like Gail, you know, Awesome Kong yeah. was was amazing, and her and Gail, you know, that feud between them two is is not just. Uh, best of women's feuds that you can put that up there in a, in a best of feuds period across the board with what those two did and the story they told, um, over their matchups. So someone um, else that evolved over time too, in the women's division, I think carved out a nice niche in impact was Taryn Terrell. I don't think she gets the credit that she deserves in impact. She had a nice, she had a nice run with the title, had some amazing matches that I would have never expected from her. Right, that's not a bad call, as like a a sleeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I think impact, I think knockouts, I think beautiful people. Yeah. Whether or not they were the best or, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's just that who I put with that. Some of the highest um, rated segments of the company. Sadly, I couldn't tell you who any of those people were. Really? I missed that old. Let the pigeons loose. Hey, they didn't stand out to me. How can you tell you who a beautiful person was? <laughs> uh, you need to, your your homework is to go back and watch beautiful people clips. Yeah. And then you'll come back and go, oh, yeah, that definitely beautiful people. <laughs> so, all right. Um, best of or favorite X division? AJ Styles. Do you yeah. put him synonymous? I mean, do you like, is that what you think of as, as the X division? Is AJ? Early days. What what helped get the X division over? It was so different and it was so innovative at the time. And the people that were in those matches, like, Shit was just mind blowing that they were doing. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I see. Man, I don't, that's uh, it's tough. It's really tough for me to just pick one individual, so to speak. Um. You know, Lethal had his run. You had. Uh, baby pump Pete Williams, um, you know, like <laughs> amazing red was, you know, that dude was innovative. The definition of innovation was amazing red and what he did. Um, the talent they had in that division from from day one to you know twenty years in is just amazing in that X division. There was definitely some time where, much like WWE, where they don't put the talent in the Intercontinental Championship run. There was some time that Impact didn't put the focus on the X Division, you know, especially in that Impact Wrestling era in the beginning. But you know, it's nice they, that they, they put took the, those back. They took the cruiserweights from WCW and they built upon that. Yeah, like it was the the evolution of the cruiserweight division. If you look and back at the doing history. the no weight limit and all that was the perfect thing for that at the time too. Was that yeah? I mean, Joe had him. Joe had a run like dude. Yeah. This freaking out the title. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could just pinpoint down to just one specific X division wrestler that I would say this is the guy or this is the one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't give you one. The best thing I think they did with the X division was when they. Did the option C? I thought that was something creative that that hadn't been done before. Who was the first one to cash that in? Saban. Was he the first one to, to do it successfully win the, to win the world say, title? I thought it was Aries, but I oh, yeah, I, for, I see. I forgot all about Austin Aries. <laughs> I think it might have been Aries because. I don't know. It was one. Of, it was either yeah, Aries or Austin Sabin. Aries was the first one. That's an info. <laughs> um, all right, favorite tag team. Beer money. 
I got two. Mm. Two two to me stand out above the rest as far as being synonymous with, with TNA. And they're both older. Yeah. Um, you could argue for, for newer tag teams, but I, I got two for me, Beer Money and then America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. And the, the piece between mm-hmm. both of those teams is James Storm. Yeah. I'm going to give you both of those. I'm going to give you Triple X, especially in the early days. You know, Elix Skipper walking off the top of the cage. Probably one of the most uh, Craziest. synonymous DNA uh, moments. That was going to be maybe. my moment. Maybe the craziest spot in pro yeah. wrestling, besides Mick Foley getting thrown off the cage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I really liked that whole group of Triple X. Um, they were, Elix Skipper was an amazing talent. Another one that never got the, the credit he deserved in wrestling. Um, yeah, I'd go those three. No LAX? I liked LAX. That's nothing wrong with them, and I think they are, you know, definitely in there, but they're not in, like, they wouldn't be in my top five. I, okay. I definitely enjoyed, especially the different incarnations of LAX, too. You know, I always enjoyed that. All right. So, b- besides... Elix Skipper walking across the cage. Because <laughs> I think I think we all would have said that as being our oh, absolutely. TNA moment, right? Like, that was going to be my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> 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 I mean, besides that, like it's that that particular spot, that particular moment, like that's that's really that's really hard to top as far as you know what people remember the most, and what people forget is. He walked across and did that. And then Daniels got up and did a freaking moonsault off the top of the mm-hmm. cage onto the mat. Yep. So it was followed up <laughs> by the best moonsault ever with <laughs> Christopher Daniels doing that from the top of the cage. Um, Between that and Lethal Flair, those are my two moments. Uh, Lethal Flair was going to yeah. be my other. The, Lethal Flair, the, the, flare, the woo off. Yeah. Um, I still go back and watch that to this day. Oh, yeah. I'll stop anytime it's on my timeline. Yeah. It's tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. If you haven't seen that, please go YouTube it as soon as you get done watching this. It's seven, eight minutes of just pure gold. <laughs> Lethal was on, I think it was Chris Van Vliet, and he was talking to him about that, and he said that that was a completely unscripted segment. Yep. And it just something that's, that's what made it so memorable. Yeah, if, if they would have went out there and they would have said, "I'm going to say this, you say this, I say that, you say yeah. that," it wouldn't have came off the same way. No, no. Yeah, he said he went up to Flair and he said, "He goes, hey, we got a segment tonight. You know what? What do we want to do?" And Flair just said, "See you out me. there, kid. Yeah. yeah, see you out there, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would. I I got no problem with putting those two moments as your top yeah. two, and you can argue in order which one you want to put um, <laughs> as one or two. Um, what have I watched more? The woo off. What has TNA showed me more, but it still impresses me every time is the cage. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Um, I think who was a bigger impact? No pun intended. When they debuted. In TNA, Kurt Angle or Christian Cage? Oh, Kurt Angle for me, Kurt. I think Kurt was the game changer for for Impact. 
that that him and Samoa Joe face to face, and then the headbutt. I was oh. the headbutt heard around the world. Tremendous. Yeah, I mean that run Kurt had, knowing what knowing everything that Kurt was doing to himself during that run, mm-hmm. just makes yeah. it even more unbelievable the fact that he did what he did given everything else that was going yeah. on. It's like think about if if TNA wouldn't have been there at that time. Like if TNA would never existed and Kurt had to leave the WWE when he did, you know, you could have missed Kurt in his prime. Mm. Like, like if he would have gone to New Japan, yeah, you would have missed the best bout machine. If he would have had to gone to New Japan, think about how many like great matches you would have missed because you couldn't have followed it the way you you can now. Then, right? You know, it's a good thing that that TNA was there for Kurt to have the matches and the talent that surrounded him. All right. Well, who do you have on your Mount Rushmore for TNA? Impact Wrestling. It's tough. Because I mean, we would all agree AJ is AJ's on your Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. I, After I, that, there's I was no going back and forth on do I want to go with the names to me at TNA or do I want to go with like the originals at the same time? Like, like the original talent for them or semi-original talent because a lot of the talent that was in TNA was in Ring of Honor too. You know, because early days they were sharing yeah. talent. So it's like, not all of them you can say are technically originals, but, you know, they were at least around there enough. So I kind of have like two, but whoever wants to start. So would you, would you say, would you say for the, the sake of this argument right here, right now, current day roster, we can I- exclude all of them, right? What, current day only? Like your current, yeah, like current day, last two to three year run of Impact, you can exclude them oh, because it hasn't been around, it hasn't been around long <laughs> enough to be on your Mount Rushmore, right? Like if we have this conversation four years from now, you may put Josh Alexander on your Mount Rushmore based off of what he's done over a six, seven year span. Given the fact that him and Ethan Page is tag team champions yeah. and everything else, like, you, there may be an argument made down the road for him, but I mean, possibly when you're talking about Rushmore, like it's the people that made the company. Yeah. Right. So if you're going, if you're going that, that aspect of it, I got AJ, I got Kurt, mm-hmm. I got Jeff, Jarrett. Yep. Okay. I just want to clarify for Hart because Hardy yeah, was no, 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 no. <laughs> Jarrett. Yeah. Double J. And then you've hit three of my four so far. So we'll see if you did do four for four. My fourth one, I'm gonna take a little bit of a liberty here with my okay. fourth one. Okay. And this isn't a cop out. This is legitimately so it's a cop out. <laughs> no, no, because after I after I say the after I say the name, after I say the name, it'll 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 make sense as to why. Okay. Mike Tanay. Thought you were gonna put Dixie oh. up there. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen that coming. Mike Tanay, you have yeah. to have a voice of the yes. company, and Tanay is so underrated as an announcer in pro Absolutely. wrestling. Never gets the flowers he deserves, and his soundtrack 
with Don West and then with Taz, mm-hmm. Tanae throughout all those years, to me, you have to put him up there. So mm-hmm. that's why I said I take a little bit of a liberty yeah. because I'm not just giving you four wrestlers. Yeah. But I'll I'll go with those. I'll go with those four. I'll go AJ. I'll go Kurt, Jeff Jarrett, and then Mike Tanae for my Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm, I can't hate on that because I Mike Tanae. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't get the justification that he deserves. And I think sometimes people shit on Don West a little too much too. You know, it's just like, just because he tried to be a little corny in his commentary, mm-hmm. but I think he played off because you got your seriousness and your straight guy from Mike Tanay. You know, he was the professor in WCW and that's what he gave you in, in TNA. And, you know, he, Don West was just the complete opposite of that, brought the complete energy, you know, but I love the Mike Tanay Taz era. You know, I think they complement all each other. Tanae and Taz were fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Like out, out of any change they made to the announce booth, that was the one I enjoyed the most. Next to Donnan. And Mike. Yeah. So, yeah, that's who I got. My Rushmore. I was trying not to put a WWE guy on there. But guys, since you guys put Kurt on there, I'm going to throw him back on. I'm going to go AJ Kurt and Gail Kim and Bear Money. Okay. okay. Those are just who stood out to me. Okay. There's no argument there. Beer Money is arguably the best tag team ever. Gail Kim, arguably the best women's wrestler. Knockout division. Another person who's criminally underrated and doesn't get talked about as far as best of when it comes to women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and was doing it at a time when women weren't having the matches that we see now on a consistent basis. Like you drop Gail Kim in today's women's environment. Fits in so much better than she did. Game yeah. game yeah. over. Game over. Like you put her out there, let her go, let her go 30 minutes with Sasha or Charlotte. Like it's Gail Gail was that technical wrestler that had to fit into the Divas world. Mm-hmm. And even though Impact was different in the knockouts division than Divas that was still kind of the talent that they had in a way for some, for some of that. And she still had to fit into that mold and it always doesn't work, you know, but she went out there and she gave her all in that ring. Like, yeah. If, if I, if I would have went straight wrestlers, uh, Gail would have been my, my fourth. Um, and I would have taken Tanae yeah. off, but like I said, little, little different sauce to, you know, my little seat, little different ingredients in my sauce there. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I can't get angry at that. And Donald just chimed in with his list, and Donald's list and my list are the exact same. So we both said AJ, Kurt, Jeff Jarrett, and Sting. Just woke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... If I'm thinking the names that really made the company, those are, just like Donald, those are the four that I'm thinking too. I can't necessarily hate on it. Um, I, yeah, I, will, like, I can't argue with either of your lists either. So. I will say this. Honorable mention for, for a TNA um, moment that sticks out to me. Booker T commentating himself in the ring. <laughs> if you don't remember this, Chris, go after uh, we get off the show. Go after was, we get off the show and go watch the clip. Was that the... Um, Booker with a right hand. Booker with a clothesline. Oh, he's down. Booker kicks him out the ring. 
Like was, I was, he was, was, he was, was that the Legends the title? It was the Legends title. He's at Main Event Mafia. Yeah, the Legends title. Okay. He was on commentary, got up and walked down to the ring with the microphone, and commentated himself while he was, was beating up people. Was that him. when they were in Vegas? Is that the Vegas episode? I want to say yes, but don't hundred percent quote yeah. me on that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and double check it. But yeah, I, I, but that that was the that was the honorable mention for me as far as as moment. Long enough that I haven't watched that that segment that I should go back and get the refresher on it. So yes, yes, <laughs> tremendous. It is it is so it's so entertaining and it's Booker T. Just at his finest. He, at he his took, finest. He took King Booker, brought it to TNA, and turned it up even more. <laughs> <laughs> So what what made TNA the punching bag era? I think that I think what made TNA the punching bag era was they brought in every big name known. Because mm-hmm. we, we just we just put two on the list of Mount Rush or Mount Rushmore. So I was wondering, was it that or was it you know Dixie's dealings in the backstage? Well, so wait, if you're talking about the Mount Rushmore, like what names are you talking about from the Mount Rushmore? Like you're talking Kurt and... Kurt Sting. So to me, I don't... Kurt was there... I wasn't even thinking the Steiner math best promo. (laughs) (laughs) You got to give that to. (laughs) Um, To me, Kurt was... Kurt was there... Kurt was there before the shenanigans. Okay. Right. Like Kurt 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 jumping to TNA legitimized TNA in a way, but they weren't legitimized before him showing up. Mm-hmm. And Sting was Sting, there from year one. So was it was it Hogan? I think it was the the Hogan yeah, Bischoff. Dixie. Okay. Dixie, you know, the booking. Okay. Um, paying a, an exorbitant amount of money to those guys just because you know she was the money mark and got sold on stuff that we could do XYZ and let's go get it and just trying to be something that they weren't you know there were before Hogan and Bischoff came in they were and this is public knowledge that they were talking to a lot of other people to come in and take over. And the problem with it was that uh, the Carter family did not want to get rid of Dixie's power. That was the one stipulation that no matter what, who we put in control, Dixie still has the power and everybody walked away from it because of that. Except, you know, Hogan and Bischoff, I think knew that they could manipulate that. Instead of you know, they hey, they got their payday. So I will say, not everything was a complete disaster with that run. You did get the yeah, the aces and eights, the bully Ray Brooke Hogan storyline that for what it for what it was during that time period was done really well mm-hmm. um, and was really good television on a week to week basis. You got like, the flair Jay Lethal woo off in that era. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, there was a that there was a time, you know, that that early spike. Once they got on the spike, 
and they were on there. It was what they were on Wednesdays, and then they went. They were on Wednesdays at like four o'clock. Then they jumped to Thursday night prime time. Then they moved to Monday night prime time. All within like a, an eighteen month or twenty four month yeah. period. Like it was insane, the trajectory that they were moving at. Yeah, because they think, were on what? They were on. So they got on FSN what two thousand four two thousand five. And that was big for them. And that's what helped elevate them to Spike. And then Spike's, yeah, it's exactly where they, where that rocket ship came from. Right. And that run on, that run on Spike, that Thursday night run on Spike for them before they, you know, moved over to Monday night and went head to head and all that. That's whenever it started taking the nosedive for me and turned into the LOL TNA um, era because it was just viewed as, We'll take anybody with a name, slap a title on them, call them our champ. Mm-hmm. They ran off a lot of talent that was that was the foundation for that company. Yeah. Um, and they did the rinse and repeat stuff. Of, you know, people like to say that TNA was WWE light. You know, and part of it is because of what they were doing, like you said, with the people they brought in. And then it's like, you know, WWE was doing their ECW stuff. And then whenever that ended, they were just like, okay, we'll bring all the ECW talent in and we'll, we'll give that a try now. And it's just like, for what? You know, it's like. Van, Van Dam had a decent run there. I wouldn't say yeah. it was all shits, but yeah. So I'm, I'm talking more like whenever they were doing like that, uh, they had to do their ECW one night stand pay per view. They had to do their uh, their ECW original group, you know, just like WWE did. All that kind yeah, of yeah. That, that's and that's where you get into the LOL TNA because yeah. it was, you know, you're recycling through the stuff instead of being the alternative. Yeah, I think that was is the Hogan era. That mm-hmm. that that gimmick was great. Yeah. Um, rude. I, I, we, we don't we're not we're not we're we're already almost an hour 20 into this again bobby root somebody who just is not is not given the flowers that he deserves mm-hmm. and should be more of a main event player in wwe yeah that's all i'll say for now won't dive into it but if you want to see what bobby root is and what bobby root can be Go back, watch that TNA era of him with the It Factor, him as champ. Look at him when he came in the NXT when he yep. first started the glorious run. You take those two those two characters, you have a guy. Mm-hmm. And WWE has never used him as a guy. And it's yep. it's been to their detriment because now you don't have stars. He's a dirty dog. <laughs> when when AJ was champ. On SmackDown, that was the perfect time to put to get Bobby. I'm not saying elevate Bobby as champ, but could have mm-hmm. been in that title hunt and could have been a guy. All right, last remarks. Anything? Uh, anything else need to be said or mentioned regarding Slammiversary this Sunday or just TNA Impact as a whole over 20 years? Um, lasted longer than WCW. Lasted longer than ECW. Maybe last longer than AEW. We don't know. Last longer than Ring of Honor. Last longer than Ring of Honor. Um, Don't see them going out anytime soon either. So 
The cat keeps getting more lives. Yep. As you say, cat, I'm glad you said skipper because I was thinking it was Ernest the Cat Miller running across the – Jesus. All right. <laughs> That's the show. This guy's unbelievable. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us along on Twitch as well. As always, you can catch the show live every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time for your favorite Sunday brunch bunch. I will not be there this Saturday, but my three amigos will hold down the fort and carry the show. Um, Got a lot to discuss on Saturday. I might (laughs) chime in if I can. um, Email the show, dumbmarkspod at gmail.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. Pick up some merch. We'll give you a live shout-out on air. Uh, new designs will be coming shortly. We are working on those. Anything that I dropped as far as the wrap-up, Chris? For all those links and more, visit DumbMarksPod.com. There you go. Maybe we should start using that website and actually put content on there, you know, write some <laughs> articles, stuff like that. You know, just spitballing it here. But anyways, thanks for tuning in, walking down a little history road here with TNA Impact. Um, Again, hit us up. Let us know match-wise who you got. Chime in with any of your best of or favorite TNA wrestlers from the past and current for X Division, women's tag team, and just general. And uh, let us know who you got on your TNA Impact Mount Rushmore. So um, about 48 hours from now – I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark. Catch y'all around the way.